today's episode, and I think the title will be a winning title for all of you out there who are parents or want to become parents. Children of color come together. Children of color, all colors, black, white, red, yellow, olive, does it really matter? And I touched on that from the last podcast. Everybody liked it now. Now we're going to focus on the children. Why? When you have children and how you raise them, you raise them to accept everybody. When they go to school, they interact with all colors. They don't interact with just one color. Can you imagine living in a world where there was just one color? I'm telling you, I don't want to see that in my lifetime. And if I ever have children down the line, I don't want them to be exposed to bigotry, hatred, racism. No, there's no room for that here. Sometimes I wish we could take those three and just stick them on an island far away from everyone. Children will copy off of your of grown-ups, just period. The way you act towards a child, what you say and, and your mannerisms and your, and your body language, you don't think children will copy off of you? Think again, they will. They're going to say, this is how I grew up. This is how my mother and father taught me to not like people that are not of the same color as me. Do you know how shameful that is? So now I'll give you a perfect example of me growing up. So again, going to school, I had friends from all over the world. I interacted with kids from all over the world because for me, it was a virtual history lesson. I like learning about where you come from, your tradition, your culture, your custom, your background. I just loved learning about that. To me, it was a virtual history lesson. I always said to myself, when I get older, I want to interact with people from all over the world, from different parts of the world, just to get to know them. See, the job that I do, because I work with the international sector, and I say to myself, I've developed strong bonds and close relationships with vendors. Because again, when you've been in a certain industry for so many years, you develop that rapport with people. Some people don't want to go outside of their comfort zone. Well, how are you expected to make a difference to do something great where people can see you and notice you if you don't step out of your comfort zone, right? Children, though, and I find that children are very inquisitive. They ask a lot of questions, but they want to know the toughest questions. And a lot of parents have a hard time and they struggle to talk to their children about loving everyone. Everyone is equal. And it does not matter what color you are. Think about this. When you go to school, you're mixed in with children from all over the world. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I've actually was exposed to, when I would go to people's homes, how their parents saw, like if you brought someone over, they would just look at you up and down. It's like they'd never seen you before. Like you're from another planet. My mother was a perfect example of a woman who accepted anyone that came into the home because with her, this is what you do. You show respect. Respect. Number one is respect. Number two, you don't judge someone but based off of the color of their skin. It's like saying to you, if I brought one of my friends over and my friend said to me, because my mother was olive skinned, okay? She was of European background, right? Her and my father. My father was darker in color too. A lot of people thought, yeah, your father's really dark. He tans easily. But they were both from Greece, okay? If you say to me, because my, my mother, when you would bring somebody over, 
she spoke English, but she didn't speak it clearly. She had a little bit of an accent. And a lot of the times, they didn't understand her. And I'm thinking, so what's your point? Are you mocking how my mother speaks? Do you know how she learned how to speak English? By watching television, by just interacting with people. That's how she learned. And I give her credit for that. And she taught me my language. My language is hard to learn, but she taught me how to write my name, how to do the alphabet. Now, I can't read or write it. I'm starting to learn how to do that. I think I could speak it pretty well. Enough to have a conversation, but I can't really say the big phrases, the big words. But when you mock someone that's in my family, that comes from another country, I'm sorry, you crossed a line. We were growing up, we were taught to respect, to learn to love one another. If you have friends, you're going to accept every person that comes into your world. Everybody that comes into your life, you're going to accept it. Because as a child, you are taught to love, not to hate. But if you go into, say, another part of the United States, and I've even heard of this, if there's only one color, your child grows up and it's only one color, and they're not used to having blacks brown and yellow and olive. They're not used to it because they're used to one color, right? Shame on you. Shame on you as a parent. Sit down with your children and say, hey, look, children of all colors come together as one. We're all the same. When they teach you in school, if you tell me, oh, I only went to a school that was all white. Well, you know what? That's pretty bland if you ask me. The school that I went to was of all colors. If I look at my yearbook picture, all colors. And that's beautiful. But if you went to, say, one part of the school down south, and you're only known to, like, say, you know, one color, then you're never going to form lasting relationships or friendships with people. You're going to stay away, and you're going to start labeling and judging and, and criticizing. It's how your parents taught you to be, right? To hate. Again, hate is a strong emotion. I don't even like the word hate. When you tell someone you hate them, Powerful word, you can't even take it back. You cannot take it back. When you tell someone, I hate you, don't ever say that. Don't ever, don't even think it. That's a strong emotion to evoke. That's a strong emotion to have towards someone. You could say, I dislike you, and it would have less of a pull. But if you say, I hate you, then when you teach your children to hate others that are different from them, shame on you. Where's your parenting skills have come from? If you tell me that's how you grew up, you want your children to grow up like you, you want them to be like you, an exact copy? No. No. Every person I've come into contact with in my own personal life was based off of color. I had more friends from around the world than I did here in the United States. Why? Well, let's put it this way. And I still believe this country is backwards. You need some manners. A lot of people come here to make a life. Wonderful. We encourage you to come in. But then you think about this. During the pandemic, a lot of people wanted to leave their own country. One of the reasons was, well, the president of the United States. He was opposed of everything, of everything and everyone. Now, I consider him to be a racist because he had his choice words for certain groups of people. You may, not just, you may not agree with me on that. I don't expect you to. Everybody has their own opinion. And I really don't want to get into politics because that's not what I want to talk about. Children of colors should all come together as one. Children of color come together. Of all over the world. Like I said, go to the United Nations. Take a trip down to the United Nations. You don't see the American flag. You see all the flags from every country. 
North America, South America, Europe, Asia, Africa. Think about that. Are we just one? I look at my mother. Now, my mother, they had asked her a question when first she came into the United States to become a citizen. They asked her, if there was a war going on between Greece and the United States, who would you pick? You know what she said? She said her country. Because you're not going to give up your native land. And he had said to her, you were smart. She could have said the United States. But she says, that's not where I grew up. My native country, my native homeland is Greece. Now, granted, when she said that, she goes, it doesn't mean that I don't love where I'm at now. My mother and father loved it here, but I think their ties were so close to being back at home. And I said to mom and dad, you know what both of you should do? Take a trip together, go back to Greece. Go back to your, where you grew up. Although the place where they grew up, I don't know if it still exists because it was a painful time for them. They grew up in abject poverty. Poverty. Poverty is just, again, different than poor. When people say, how do you know so much? The parents grew up in it and survived it. My parents were very resilient, you know, and it was hard for them to talk about their childhood because back then when you grew up in a country where it was barely, you barely had decent jobs or no jobs for that matter, it was just hard for them. They didn't have an education. They didn't have schooling. I think their own parents couldn't afford it. And at the time, they thought, well, I missed out on education, but that didn't mean that they weren't smart. Both my mother and father were smart because of it. You know, they didn't say, okay, well, it was time for me to go back to school and get a diploma or degree. Both my mother and father were smart, even without an education. You know, a lot of people think because you don't have an education, you're automatically stupid. Think about the time they grew up in, and you tell me. Would you or could you have gone back to that time and done what they did? Yes, you would. Why? Because your parents raised you. We have to stand tall together as a family to get through life's crisis. You're not going to bail out on your family the way my mother's father bailed out on his family. I'm still trying to understand that. And I'm still trying to make sense of it. Why would you do that? Why? If you ask yourself, and, and I'm sure that's why she always had, when I asked her about my grandfather, because I didn't know him. I want to go deep to find out what type of a man he is. Do a real soul search, a DNA type search, just to find out what kind of a man he was and why he did what he did. If I were to go back and do like a, a, like go back into a travel time machine and I saw my parents at a young age and then I saw my grandfather and how he just walked away from his family in that time of crisis, I would have, my eyes would have just been filled with tears, number one, because my mother did not have that close bond that she wanted with her father. But you know what the weird thing about that is? My father, I'm sorry, my mother still loved her father regardless of what he did, and I still don't understand that. I don't understand. You know the difference between my grandfather and my father? My father went through that, if we went through that time period as we were growing up, I know he would step up to the plate and I know he would find as many ways to keep this family afloat, whether he would have one job, two jobs, three jobs, whatever. He wouldn't abandon his wife and his daughters the way my mother's father had done to hurt her siblings and to her mother. I couldn't even understand. I'm thinking to myself, my grandma, it must have been hard for her because her own husband walked out on them. 
couldn't even handle it. See, that's why I said children are resilient. They will see all the stuff that's going around them in the family. You got to be careful what you say, because children pick up after you. I always say, don't curse, don't swear. Children will pick up after you. They're going to come up and ask you and say, what does this mean? And you're like, where did you hear that? Oh, wait a minute. Me and my husband or my wife were fighting and my children heard it. They heard us arguing and cursing. I don't like it. I think it's disrespectful. I've, I've actually heard it done, you know, when when you go over to a friend's house and their families are fighting in a different tongue, but you know that the curse words are going to come out. So then you think you're, you're exposing your children to discrimination. You're exposing your children to being racist. You're exposing your children to cuss. You're exposing your children to hate. Hate is a very powerful, powerful word. And when, again, when you say to someone, I hate you, seriously think about what you're saying. God forbid, God forbid if something happens to that, to, the, to someone that you had an argument with, and that's the last thing you said, it will stick with them. They will remember it, and you will remember it, but you can't take it back because what's done is done, right? Hatred, in its purest form, is evil. You're going to say, what do you mean? Think about that. Hatred. When someone hates someone so much, they will do anything to hurt that person physically, emotionally, mentally, verbally. Is that fair? No, it's not. The way I see it, growing up, I had good role models. My parents were not just my parents, they were my teachers of life, of how to be around people. When you're a child, you come into this world, you develop friendships, you go to school, you develop friendships and relationships with everybody from all over the world. That's a beautiful thing. And I think blending all our colors together and forming a club where we can all just, you know, learn more about each other, that's exciting. Why wouldn't you want to do that? You think to yourself, when you have children of your own, you hope to God that they take after you. They see how you interact with other people. They see how you are with people of color. They don't, you know, you don't sit there and call these people names and, 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 and put them in a category separate from your own. You don't do that because children will copy off of grown-ups. Children see and copy and imitate their grown-ups, their family members, whoever's in their life, whoever they have in the family sense. You know, children are resilient. Children are inquisitive. I love looking at a child. Look how curious they are. They want to know more about the world, but look at the world we're living in. It's not peaceful. It's not colorful. It's not, it's not happy. It's not filled with sunshine. It's filled with depression and despair. And, and, and Yes, I get it. Everybody's going through the crisis. Everybody's dealing with this together as a whole. And not just here, everywhere. Domestic and international, it crosses the ocean. But if you ask yourself, how do we, as a society, when we have children or have children and they look at us and they think, well, we have to be the positive role model. We have to set a good example to them to love one another, to have friends from many parts of the world. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I welcome it. And I have welcomed it. And I've stuck up for people who have gone through, still go through to this day because you think, hey, it hasn't. It's been a long time since someone's been called this or someone's been called that. Stop labeling people. I consider myself to be different and unique. And in this part of the world, I still don't get accepted. I'm a grown woman now, and I still don't get accepted. I feel like my own world has changed from the time that I grew up. It's changed completely. 
I think back to all the times that all the things that I've witnessed as a child, as a young adult, and then I look at things now and I think, wow. I even look through family pictures of all the, the people we interacted, all the people we went to school with. We learned about each other. No, lucky enough that we didn't have parents to say, stay away from this person because they're this. No, my parents were never like that. Not that I can even remember. They were never like, they were giving and accepting of everybody. Now, of course, when we came into this neighborhood, it was a different story. When you see a Greek family moving in and they're a different color than you, yeah, you're not gonna get the, the, welcome, the welcome to the neighborhood speech. You're gonna get looked at funny and you're not gonna accept them until, what, many years later? You have to prove to people, you, no. Accept me as I am, like me for who I am, not for what I have on my skin. Again, when I say red, yellow, blue, I'm, I'm going over the colors here, okay? But when I say that, I say don't judge a book by its cover. Well, our cover is our skin color, which is whatever color we are. That's why I said don't judge a book by its cover. When you start to do that, that tells me the type of person I don't want to know, a racist, someone who only cares about one thing in this world. If you were to take all the colors out, it would be pretty boring and bland. For me, if that happened here, I'm telling you right now, I will leave. There's no point in me staying here if I can't mix with other people. What's the point, right? When you come to America, it's a cultural, cultural melting pot. It's not just one color. If you go to another part of the world, you say, okay, I'm gonna move to Europe. Are they gonna accept me? Do you know how many countries, not just here, but countries around the world that have many different colors? Do you know how beautiful it is uniting all the colors as one? Think about that. Think about that for a second. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing to witness, to see. You know, I've seen on the subscription service that I'm on, how they show pictures of people of color, little boys and girls, hugging each other. Hey, look, this is my brother, this is my sister. Now, they're not blood related, but they're related in the sense that you're this color, I'm this color, but we are the same. We are the same. And you're gonna say, no, we're not. We are the same. If you start if you start tearing out the layers on someone, if you start attacking someone because of the color of their skin, shame on you. That's how you were brought up, right? Because your parents taught you to be, quote, a racist, to hate. Don't do that. What children see with grown-ups, they copy off of them. And you want your children to grow up and they have children of their own and they're gonna, it's, it's gonna be like, it's never ending. You're gonna teach them to hate, you're gonna teach them to dislike, you're gonna teach them to do all of that. Shame on you. That's why when children ask questions, they wanna know all about people and the world and everything, and you're not gonna be able to give them the answers they wanna hear. You're gonna sugarcoat it. Don't do that. Be blunt. Tell the truth. Tell them to respect, to love one another, to get along with one another. Because when they get older, whatever you taught them, it will be instilled in them. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you teach them to hate, they will hate. If you teach them to be a racist, they will be a racist. That's where it comes from. They just automatically were born with, I hate this person because of this color of their skin. I hate this person. No, it's how they were brought up. It's coming from your upbringing, your background. So ask yourself this question. Do you want your children to grow up to be a racist, someone who hates other colors 
and only uh, only interacts with just one. When you send off your kids to school, when you send children to school, they are mixed. There's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. But I say to all of you, because I know when I have children of my own, I don't want them to ever say to me, you know, oh, I, I'm, I don't want to be friends with this person because they're this color. No, don't ever say that to me. Because again, we accept colors. Colors are beautiful. It's good to blend the colors. Same thing with relationships. When you get to be a teenager, let's say, and you go out with someone, you introduce them to your family. Now, how families react when their son or daughter brings home somebody who's not of the same color shows me how you were raised. It shows me how you were raised and how you're raising your son or daughter to be, to dislike people of color. That's just shameful. You know, in, in before my time, before I got involved with the exes, I went out on blind dates that my friends set me up on. I went out with many different people from many different backgrounds, and I find there is a difference in how you get treated. And everybody seems to think, oh, everybody is, is, is you know, like, okay, for example, men. I've gone out with white men, they treat me horribly, but I've gone out with men of darker skin color, and I got treated with respect. We were able to, to laugh with each other, to, to, to just be around each other without even saying, oh, she's this or he's that. No. You have a preference. I have a preference. But my mother said to me, you love someone because of who they are, not because of what they represent, not because of the color of their skin, not because of where they come from and their background, because when you start to do that, that tells me you were raised wrong. We didn't raise you that way. We raised you to respect, to love, to cherish, to to just love, period, love. When you have someone in your life and you love them, you love them for them, right? You don't go around saying, well, I love this person because they're this, or I love this person because they're, no, you don't do that, right? You proudly, and I even said to my senior we proudly walk down the neighborhood and I will say, this is the love of my life, take it or leave it. But I dare anybody to come up to me and say, you went outside your race. That's right, I did. Because I don't look at the way you look at people. How I was raised and how you are raised, too different. My mother was accepting of everybody on this block because we were all different backgrounds, different cultures. We came from somewhere. When we first came into this neighborhood, you know what happened? We were not welcomed. We were not welcomed. And that's what makes it hard. We were not welcomed. We weren't accepted. I'm still not accepted. Not because of the color of my skin. It's my name. My name is different. People frown when I tell them my name. People look at me like, are you sure you're from around here? Well, let's see. The last time I checked, yes, I was born here. I was born to foreign parents. I'm not ashamed of my parents. And I'm not ashamed of how they grew up. And I'm not ashamed of their background. I'm not ashamed of that. For all of you out there who says you're ashamed of your circumstances and your surroundings and where you come from, how dare you? How dare you? Because again, it's how children are being raised by their parents. If you teach your children to hate, they will hate. But if you teach your children to love everyone and accept everyone, then when they get to be adults, they'll be well-rounded. They will have those values that you instill them and they will place that upon their own children. 
Because again, we don't want to have children where they will copy off of what you do, your actions, your words, how you speak to other people. They're going to copy off of that. And you think they won't? Think again. Children are always asking questions. Why can't I be friends with, with him? Why can't I be friends with her? If the reason that you give them is because of the color of their skin, shame on you. You're not doing your job as a parent. I've run across people that were racist in my time, and I'm telling you, I don't want to see it. Don't even bring it in front of me. Because when you start attacking someone, you're no better. Look at yourself before you start attacking someone. Just take a really deep look at yourself. Are you any better? No. I defy anybody who comes up to me and says to me that you don't know what you're talking about, you were not always like this. You don't know me or my background. You don't know how I grew up. You couldn't possibly know because you don't know me, right? As a woman, I have needs. As a woman, I have wants, just like everybody else. I have friends from everywhere. In work, we're all mixed, and that's beautiful. In my personal life, where I have friends on LinkedIn, we're all from all around the world. Because it gives me the chance to interact with all of you and find out where you come from and, and how you grew up and everything. It just Everything is interesting. And when you physically go to a country to experience that, instead of just hearing it in a classroom, it's even more better. Children need to go out. When you go out with your children on vacations, take them to all these exotic parts of the world. Let them interact with other children of other, of other places. Learn about their customs and traditions. Really get to know one another. You will form lasting relationships that will last a lifetime. But do yourselves a favor. Don't ever be negative towards your children and say, don't hang around with this person because they're this, or don't do this because they're, they're that. Don't do that. Because, again, how they were brought up is how you taught them to be. You don't want to teach your children to hate. You don't want to teach your children to dislike, to call people names. That's very foul on your part because you really can't blame the children. We're going to blame the grown-ups. Where do you think they got that from? From you. From you. When you're in school and they teach you how to come together as one, that's a good thing. But as soon as you go home, those values are out the window. My parents said to me, you respect, you love, you learn to get along. You have to do that. We cannot, I'll tell you right now, if we cannot get along in this world the way we are now and it continues to crumble, it will continue to crumble for, for a long time. To Think of all the generations out there, future generations. You want them to get along well with others and to not look at a color of a person's skin because you don't do that. Shame on you if you do. Shame on you. I like to think that we can all get along in this world. Children of color come together as one. Children of color come together as one. That's the title. Children of color. All colors are beautiful. All colors unite as one. All colors. Not one color. Not some colors. All colors. Children of color. And, and also, and I don't want to bring this up too in another topic, interracial. Let's talk about interracial. If you grew up in an interracial family, there's nothing wrong with that. Because now you're showing both colors. And that's beautiful. Or if you meet someone, you fall in love. You're this color, they're this color. You blend your lives. You join your lives together. That's beautiful too. I don't see anything wrong with it. But again, people still frown on that. But I'm going to touch on that in another topic. There are no colors to love. 
love has no colors. Love is love. That's all I'm going to say is love is love. So again, your children are a part of who you are, how you shape and create them, how you teach them. Teach them to love people of color. All colors are beautiful. Don't single out one person from another. And don't teach them to hate and say hurtful things and be racist. Because when you start doing that, when you teach them at a young age to do that, guess what? When they grow up, they're going to instill those values you had on them. And they're going to grow up and do it themselves. The cycle will be never ending. It has to stop. You have to break that cycle. So God bless all of you. Have a great week ahead. Remember, love each other. Love each other. Children of color come together as one. Children of color come together. Because all colors are beautiful. If there weren't any colors and it was just one color, it would be very, very bland. And I can tell you right now, I wouldn't want to be in a world where there's just one color. But that's just me. So God bless all of you. Have a great week ahead. Stay strong. Stay true. Be proud of who you are. Be proud of where you come from. Celebrate you. Celebrate you. God bless all of you. Take care.